Welcome to Behind Kentucky Baseball, brought to you by Assured Partners, proud to offer Frankenmuth Insurance. Start a frank conversation today at www.assuredpartners.com. Darren Hedrick joined by Darren Williams for Behind Kentucky Baseball. And as you heard, we've got a proud partner with us now, man. This thing's blowing up. It's growing. It's quick. We're rolling. Really exciting stuff, for sure. Appreciate them. Uh, absolutely. We appreciate Assured Partners being with us. And speaking of exciting, we got two outstanding gentlemen that a lot of fans already know with us today. We've got Devin Burks, redshirt junior catcher, and we've got Mason Moore, junior right-handed pitcher, starter. Uh, last year, he was also a, a reliever a lot, uh, pitched in some big moments for this team. And uh, Darren, what, what do you think about these two guys? Before the battery, we... baby. That's it, they're the, the battery. Best. They're the best. Uh, really proud of both of them the way I saw them grow up from them being freshmen, essentially. Um, and now they're the leaders of the team. They're both studs. Um, and really excited about the show. Thank them for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mason, we'll start with you, man. Uh, what's the summer been like carrying the momentum from such a terrific finish to the year and a strong run in the NCAAs? Uh, just uh, not slowing down. You know, I stayed here uh, over summer, lifted four days a week, uh, just hung out with the new teammates. It was nice to, to get to know them and, you know, kind of tell them about our program. But, uh, you know, going on from last year, just kind of built off what, you know, we did last year as a team and kind of let this go over into the summer. And, uh, and now we're in fall. So, Devin, what about you, man? How important was this summer carrying over what you were able to accomplish? <clears throat> Good, man. Um, you know, went home with the family for the draft um, then came up here. Got straight back to work. Mamo was up here, you know, came back, got right back to it. So we didn't skip a beat. Hey, let's talk about that real quick. Going through the draft process, you know, obviously I know you're wanting to get to that next level. Was there anything that was kind of eye-opening as you went through it this summer? Um, no. Um, <clears throat> for me it was more uh, I had double leverage, so I redshirted my freshman year, so it gave me kind of like a double whammy at the draft. And coming back as I'm young, coming back mm -hmm. for another year, it wouldn't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there wasn't as much pressure riding on me, as you would say. Yeah. It was almost like a, <clears throat> you know, talk through with my, my family, my agent, and, you know, it's just what I was wanting to do at the end of the day. So Two similar situations right here. Both of these guys yeah. are studs while they're young. So, you know, they, de they can decide, hey, I want to come back and get more money next year. And mm -hmm. when they ball out and prove it again this year, it's going to happen for them. So exactly right well I, I guess from that standpoint too you talked about talking to your family obviously you got your coaches here at Kentucky and you've got I, I'm sure you you talked to some people around professional baseball too at some point what were some I, I guess some notes that you took away from the whole experience yes sir uh just don't don't sell yourself short um you know it's 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 a, it's a big thing in the draft you know a lot of people have changes of heart um, you know, they have like an original plan going into the draft, and then later on in the draft, they kind of, <clears throat> you know, kind of put the pressure on you and see if your mind has changed and just kind of staying true to what you want to do. That's like the biggest thing. Mason, what, what are some ways you feel like you, you kind of continued your development and growth this summer? Um, just, uh, not, you know, like I said before, not slowing down. Yeah. You know, um, going off last year, I just, I can only build off that, you know, uh, I just really can't be settled with what I did last year. You know, last year's in the past. You know, I got to – it was it was nice. It was fun, but uh, it doesn't matter right sure. now. So, uh, just building off that and just, you know, working even harder than uh, how I did last year. And, uh, you know, just listening to my coaches, teammates, just making everybody else better around me and just letting the teammates make me better. 
that arm has to feel better. I know how much we used you in the last two months of last year. <laughs> it a was rest uh, there had to be nice. It was it was nice to get that rest <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. I can't lie. It was just uh, it was nice to just take a little breather and just relax and uh, you know just uh, just give uh, healthy. Yeah. Did you get a a little bit of a hero's welcome when you went home, being a Kentucky boy yourself and helping this team get to a super regional last year? Honestly, no. No, I, no. No. When I went back home, I just kind of stayed, stayed at the house. I didn't go out a lot. I didn't really see anybody. But uh, like to answer your question, I didn't really get that praise. I got text here and there, but uh, not, not the praise that you would think. Well, how cool was it that it, you know, you think about Kentucky getting back to a super regional and on the mound. We had you in big moments, and we also had another Kentucky guy, Travis Smith, who's from Walton. How cool was that to see the Kentucky guys and, and this boy right here, Darren Williams, too? You know, Kentucky guys helping get the Wildcats back to uh, a Super Regional. It was nice to, you know, share that moment with those two guys, you know, especially because uh, Dove was <laughs> – we shared a lot of moments together last year, but, you know, being able to, to be out there on the mound with those guys, you know, with the Regional coming in after him, it was, it was nice to, to get that ball from him and just, you know, lead behind him i think it's like the dream of every kid from kentucky obviously you know you have basketball you have football you have baseball if you're playing a high school sport middle school sport and you're a kid from kentucky rooting like that's what you want to do and for me travis and mason to get that opportunity but not only get that opportunity make it happen um a dream come true like i've said many a time so it was awesome yeah Devin, you and I have talked on our pregame show before games about how you waited for your turn here at Kentucky and you put in the work, and then that moment came last year as the starting catcher. So how fun was it for you to catch the staff that this group had last year? Yeah, man, it, it was definitely – it was fun, you know, learning every guy and learning what works for them. Um, it definitely – definitely something you have to pay attention to as a catcher, and that's definitely, definitely what I had to grow into and be a leader for these guys. One game comes to mind, and I was thinking about you. Let's go back to the series at Tennessee. You started mm-hmm. the, the win, and you put a couple of guys on base. How were you helping <laughs> guide him through all those scoreless innings, crazy, working around, one of the working around what was like uh, two base runners on every inning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I basically went up there and told him, <laughs> and uh, basically told him in a very nice way <laughs> to, uh, to stop. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I think that was I had like six walks and two hit by pitches. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Was that was the craziest stat line I've ever seen. No runs. No runs. No runs. Yeah. No runs. Always good to beat the Vols, though. Well, I mean, and you got the shutout in their ballpark, which mm-hmm. is not. I mean, it's, not many teams have accomplished that. Right, no. Yeah, no, that was a that was a crazy weekend. But I think both <laughs> these guys step up bigger yeah. when we're facing a rival like Tennessee sure. and Florida. I know. Old Dev Burke's bat flipping in Florida <laughs> two years ago <laughs> comes to mind really quick. Um, but could you two talk about how you step up more in those bigger games against the Tennessees, against the Floridas, I would say Vanderbilt, those teams that are our true rivals as yeah. schools? Um, it's all in the mindset with me. Um, I know the coaches, you know, they, they put you in that situation because they believe in you. So that, that kind of helps me keep my mind at ease. At times, but uh, you know, with the rival schools, it's just it's nice because we all want to win. And it's just easier to go out there and to do your job as throw strikes because we're all just trying to achieve one thing at the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I kind of talked about it on the one of the post game interviews in the regional <clears throat> last year. When you go against something like that, and you know, you have that 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 adrenaline and that like rivalry, like you said, it's kind of like put up or shut up, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yes, that's all it's about. And we get, that's when you see who the, who the real dogs are. Yeah. Like, as he said, the mindset, it's about putting yourself there and, like, knowing, like, all right, I trained this hard for this moment right here. 
and like I gotta maximize this moment. You know it doesn't, it doesn't take much to get amped up for those games. Nah, nah. Especially no. when you're playing for the squad, it's like good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you play for the guy behind you, you play for the guy in front of you. So it's definitely like, and once they all get in that mindset, you know, it's kind of what we did against Indiana. We were just all playing for each other. Right. So, so I guess that's a good flow in to this year's team. So you guys yeah. have been here before. <clears throat> How do you all get the freshmen and the transfers who haven't played in the SEC, haven't played in those environments, haven't played in front of ten thousand people? Where the fan bases are split, pretty much they're yeah. wanting to fight each other in the stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's a rivalry like that. How do you all emulate that and talk about that in the fall with them? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So basically, what I like to do with people who haven't played in the SEC before is I like to tell them, you know, last year was my first full year, mm-hmm. and it really showed me how long the year really is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of had like I went up at first, and then I went I had to hit a little immediate like. Like, I stayed level, and then I kind of dropped down, and I, I turned it back on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just really shows you how long the season is and how competitive the season is, you know? Um, I just try to tell them, like, in SEC, it's about adjustments. They're going to find your weaknesses, but it's a matter of how fast you can adjust and make that not your weakness anymore. And then that's when you start maximizing your potential. Right. And I just tell them that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, everybody talks about – you know, it's SEC, da-da-da, like, yeah, it's SEC, but, like, that actually really means something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you play in SEC, it means something. It's, it's, it's different. different. Yeah, it's, it's different, different, man. It's just different, you know? Mason, I got to imagine pitching in the SEC, I mean, every weekend it's one powerful team after another, and you guys had your success against them last year, but that had to prepare you for the Super Regional because you didn't see anything you hadn't seen all year already, right? Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's like it's you're gonna fail in the SEC because it's the best conference in America. So I think like when you fail, you have to build off that. You can't like put yourself down, and that's one of the biggest things that he taught me last year was you know I I failed a couple of times and I would kind of be down on myself, but he would always tell me you know like I'm a dog and just keep believing in my stuff. And that and when he would say that, that kind of helped me build off that and just kind of have that belief in myself to to keep going and to not be so hard on myself and just believe that I belong here. I remember as when you were a freshman because of some injuries, the pitching staff was thinned a little bit, and you had to pitch in some big moments as a freshman right out of the gate. You had some success. You also had some what I know coaches call teachable moments. How much did that – how much did you grow from that? And, and then in your second tour, you were ready to know what was coming at you. Helped out a ton. It was it was nice to be put in uncomfortable situations. Um, it, especially being so young and a freshman, it's nice to be putting out those situations that way – I can build off that, and, you know, going to my sophomore year, like I kind of knew what not to do in a way. That way when I was in those big moments as a sophomore, I knew like how to control and what to do in those type of situations to, to help me be successful. What was one of those like from your all's freshman year? I want this answer from both of you. Like <laughs> welcome to the SEC like baseball. Because you redshirted <laughs> your freshman year but played a little more, especially yeah. at the back end of – 22 yeah you obviously were a freshman in 22 like so where what were those moments was like oh oh my god like I'm playing against grown men this is the best baseball in the world like am I ready for this um I would say I would say against Florida uh I came in that pinch hit hit a homer like bomb and then next day came out went I think I went like 0 for 2 with like I think like one walk something like that like or like 0 for 3 one walk like Mm -hmm. like two punchies and I was like, dang, okay. It's <laughs> not that easy. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the first one that comes in my head was the uh, – um, 
Oh, what's his um, Tim Elko. Tim Elko. No, no. <laughs> it was, I remember, it was like in the seventh inning, and I think we were down like three to one, still kind of in it, and I think I walked a dude, and and actually I threw the wrong pitch. It wasn't even, mm. it was a curveball. I was supposed to throw a fastball, and I, I threw the wrong pitch, and, and I kind of hung it. And, you know, in like high school, you can get away with that type of stuff, so I just kind of flipped it over, and the boss slant landed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I kind of knew, I was like, dang, like this is the real deal. Yeah. Like, I can't make those type of mistakes. You learn from those, though. Like, yeah, they ain't going to make those mistakes again, you know, and it's what it takes. That's, That's right. what it takes. Uh, we talked to uh, Ryan Hagen out on our last podcast, and we talked about growth and learning how to use the bullpen in between outings to work on things and that sort of thing. But I want to go inside the catcher's mask. When you're warming up your starter, what are some things you're looking for to let you know this guy's ready to go pitch against the SEC or, or anybody, really? Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, kind of feel. Um, you know, every pitcher has a different thing. Like, for instance, Darren, he doesn't – he won't throw every pitch 100% in the bullpen. He just likes to feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When Mamo, he kind of like – if he's not getting after, then I got to tell him because then his mechanics won't fall in line, then he'll get out of sync. You know, so it's kind of just depending on each pitcher. Uh, but it's kind of like just making sure the action's there. You know what I'm saying? Um, action mm-hmm. on the pitches, action with the body. Just make sure everything looks looks the part. And then, obviously, that'll translate into the game. But you don't want your pitcher, like, if, if he's not that type of guy, to just go out there and try to throw as hard as he can in the bullpen. Yeah. Because it's going to mess up his routine, you know? Everybody's definitely different. Like, I feel like Zach Lee last year, like, every pitch in his pregame bullpen was, like, game seven of the World Series. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, every single one. Yeah. And like you said with me, I was half the time just feeling it out, yeah. playing catch. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last five or six, amp- yeah. ramp it up real quick. For sure. So everybody's different. That yeah. that has to be something the catcher has to learn through yeah. the fall. That's what the fall, pretty much for you, yeah, is, is what it learning teaches. the new pitching yeah. staff. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys this too, and Darren, you can chime in if you want. I, I remember in my pro ball days, pitching coaches occasionally would invite me down to bullpen when a guy had a side session, maybe a starter had his bullpen day, and I could watch. And sometimes they wouldn't throw a strike in the bullpen, but that's the pitch they were looking for. That was the spin. That was the grip. That was everything they want. So for all three of you and from the catcher's perspective, maybe when you're warming up, guys, you might see, well, that won't, that won't be a strike in the game, but, man, yeah, yeah. That, that's going to strike somebody out or that's going to get the ground ball you're looking for. T- tell me a little bit about that where you're not always looking for the strike. You're just looking to execute the pitch. Oh, uh, yeah, especially in, like, bullpens. You know, it is tight. it's kind of like to fill it out, but – it's not always about, you know, how fast the, the pitch is or, like, where it's at. It's, like, it's it's game situations in bullpens, I feel like. You're like, we're doing 0-2 counts, 0-1 counts, 1-2 counts, and it's all about executing that pitch. And if it's we're doing a 1-2 slider, then I'm going to bury it in the dirt, and that's the type of pitch that we want out there on the mound, too. Like, you don't want a, a middle-middle slider just because it's yeah. a bullpen. You want to make it as, like, game-like as, you, as much as you can. That's, that's my mindset in the bullpen. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen you even point at guys when a pitch has been in the dirt. You point oh, yeah. at like, that's it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. looking for. 100%. Uh, kind of like Dub used to always throw his pitches, for, <laughs> like his sliders. He would throw them in the other batter's box, but I'd be like, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? He just cut it yeah. off a little bit. When Mamo, he would spike a fastball. I'm like, that's good. I don't I don't care. Wants like, to sink on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. trying to sink it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, just knowing your guy, you know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be a strike like you said. Um, like, for instance, like Zach Lee, whenever he would throw a slider in the other batter's box, I'd be like, that's fine, bro. Just different. Just start it different. You know what I'm saying? Just start it more in the strike zone, and then you get, like, the pitch you want. That was good action. So know? I guess that's got to be something different with you this fall because I know bullpen arm for us last year, you were throwing three, four times maybe a week mm-hmm. off the mound. Going into this fall where it's like, okay, we're going to see if we can get him to be a starter and throw six, seven innings every weekend. 
you're going to throw one time a week on, say, Friday or Saturday. What's that midweek bullpen been like with Coach Rozelle? Have you found that routine of yours yet that you um, want for a whole week? Uh, no, actually. I have not found my routine. I Sure. I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, going from a, a bullpen to a starter is just way different. You know, from last year I would get about six pitches and I'd go out yeah. there on the mound. Like, I'm not used to, to getting 20, 25 pitches in pregame. Um, but the, the bullpen's midweek um, on our seven-day schedule right now. It's just kind of getting a feel for everything, you know, making sure my arm, you know, throwing me pitches as my arm can allow me to. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's, – it's just way different. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my routine. Um, but uh, it's getting uh, – I'm getting more feel for it. You definitely have to play around with it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, a bullpen arm my junior and senior year, I guess years three and four, I had like two juniors, two seniors. <laughs> 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 um, a so decade. Three, yeah, but when I first started being a weekend arm um, at EKU, that routine is something that you got to tinker with and play with like every single week. Mm-hmm. And you got you got a good team around you, good coaches, coaches good, good catchers to help you out with that routine. So mm-hmm. I, I think playing with that, is just as important as trying to learn a new pitch and catch play or anything else. You you have to dominate your routine and find it. Speaking of routine, Devo, obviously you got to help these guys in their yeah. bullpens and at practice. Where do you find time to get your work in mm-hmm. as a catcher, but also as a hitter? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Um, <clears throat> every day, I got, most of the time, like if I don't feel good, like during BP, it de- kind of depends on the day. Like like Dub just said, you know, it kind of depends on how you feel. Um, but. You know, depending on the day, if I feel like I, I, I you know, I, I feel good, I'm, I'm in a good spot today, then I won't hit extra. But, you know, it's even if you do, sometimes you go hit a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it just depends on where you're at and how you feel. Um, how you feel on, like, where your game is. Like, I'll know when, like, my receiving is a little bit off. I'll be like, okay, tomorrow in practice, I'm definitely going to work on this a little bit. And I'll go talk to Ammo. And we'll go be like, what'd you see, da-da-da. And then we'll, you know, get it dialed yeah. in. You know, just kind of – you got to go off how you feel, how your body feels, you know. That's the biggest thing. That's what, one thing I learned last year because I used to hit every day, every day, every day, every day. And then last year, <coughs> Coach Men challenged me. He was like, um, basically, um, Nate Lowe, which is like the uh, MLB player. Yeah. Uh, he won like the Silver Slugger and stuff. Um, he told me – he told Coach Minge that his routine is 20 swings before a game, no matter how good he feels, how bad it is, whatever. And that really challenged me to really, like, force me to dial in my swings, like, as least amount of swings as possible. Like, that's that's what you want. And, you know, catching a lot of games last year, it made me kind of focus more on my actual swings in-game, which is, I feel like it's definitely, I'm trying to keep going with that, and, you know, just focus high intensity you know, one of the busiest men in the, That's the building right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do Day it all. Not, yeah. Got to do it all. Can we talk a little bit about the catching a lot last year? So you were obviously our primary catcher last year. Mm. How did that work when we hit mid March to April? Whereas, like, yeah. all right, I've caught twenty games in a row. I know we had Chase Stanky, who was awesome. Mm-hmm. He caught a couple games here and there for yeah. us. But you were doing the bulk of the catching. Mm-hmm. How did you adjust to? I guess hitting that wall of like I'm exhausted, my Take legs are legs. shot. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been at the field for hours every single day. Yeah, I, you know, I'm exhausted. My swing. I've I've been trying to swing a lot, but like you yeah. said, you want to be efficient with your swings. Yeah. Um. And last year was your first full year, so how did you adapt when you hit that wall? Yeah. I so I I actually I I hit that wall, and I was like, my as you guys remember, my stance was super low. Mm-hmm. I was preset, <clears throat> not a lot going on in my swing, and I was crushing it. 
But then I started getting tired, and it was like my hips and stuff weren't firing the same, like because it was just a little bit off, a little bit off, a little bit off. And I was just like, oh, man, like I got to do something. And I started like standing up a little bit taller and just letting my like body flow, flow better and like letting my athletic like athleticism really take over. And I feel like that made up for most of like the tiredness. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's really just about you don't feel tired like everybody thinks like you're like tired like you don't feel tired you just feel i don't know like it's just (laughs) like you get to a point like so for instance like went to the super uh lsu Mm -hmm. like that last game game 70 yeah i i i was catching and i felt great for like the first six innings and i was like okay i'm just like i'm i feel good like i'm dialed in and that sixth inning hit and like it was like all right i'm moving a little slow like come on you know what i'm saying like yeah. and ammo will tell me like when i get in my secondary he'll be like yo your butt's falling a little bit like because then that makes you go up and then down to block and i'll just miss a block and it'll go like a little bit that way or like a little bit this way and he would tell me that and i'd be like all right i gotta get my butt up i gotta get my butt up that means i'm getting tired getting my butt up yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just about, like, having great coaches like that tell you when you need to change something, you know? Because other than that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. know that. You that know experience of going through that, though, you, you've been through a full SEC season. Yeah. Now you're going back for a second full SEC season as the primary catcher. Like, that yeah. has to make you feel good for when those times come. And April, yeah. May, and June this year, like, you're going to be ready and be, mm-hmm. be able to adapt. 100%. 100%. I, last year, I started off, I think I was, like, 206 at the beginning of the year. Now I'm up I'm up to 215 just because just I yep. know how easy you fall, like, your weight falls, mm-hmm. you know. I'm up to 215 now to prepare and gain muscle for that for that long season. It's a more bombs, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Guys, let's take a time out to talk about our new partners, Assured Partners. When the unexpected happens in business, your insurance coverage is the real MVP. Assured Partners and our partner, Frankenmuth Insurance, are true team players. We provide unique coverage to face risks head-on so you can stay in the game. Let's get frank about your business insurance. Call Assured Partners today at 859-543-1716 or visit us at www assuredpartners.com that's www.assuredpartners.com well guys uh, the fall is the fall season is fast coming to an end we're about to enter the winter months before you guys really crank it up in the spring you've got one more exhibition as we're recording this episode against Moorhead State at home you've had a game against Michigan up in Ohio uh, what were some takeaways? Mason, we'll start with you. What did, what did you take away from the outing that you're going to use now to get ready for the spring? <laughs> get better prepared. Okay. For my outing, at the, it wasn't the best outing against Michigan. Um, it really it goes back to finding my routine. Um, I think I did just a, a tad bit too much pregame because I'm not used to it, and so I've got to learn off that, you know, learn off my mistakes. And, uh, you know, as we as we end the fall and go in the winter, that's just something i got to keep in my mind and – once we get into spring ball, it's just something that I need to try out and, and see if it uh, it does good for me. Don't waste the yep. bullets in the bullpen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know the Devin hit a ball that is still in orbit somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So what was your takeaway from the game against – the exhibition against Michigan? Yeah, it was good, you know. Um, being in a competitive mode, you know, uh, like fall scrimmages here, you know, it, it's it, you, can, you can try to be so competitive, but it's like at the end of the day, like – you don't get that real that real rush, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. And it was just playing against that team 
it was just like that's when I knew last year we were going to be good. That's when like I knew we were like okay, like we're going to be good because I seen everybody's competitive nature come out, and I think I seen that this year again too. And it's just it was just really good to be around a squad that's full of like competitors again. It was really yeah. good. So what did you see out of the like pitching staff? Because I know we had that edge last year at Prasco Park. Who did we play? Xavier. We played Xavier, Xavier last yeah. year. You all played Michigan this year. How excited were you guys to play in some in a game against somebody else? Uh, I was. Uh, we were super excited. Yeah, you know, us, gotta be. us as a staff, we were we were kind of hoping, you know, praying to play somebody else, just waiting for our moment. And oh. uh, you know, once once we got over uh, in Ohio to play Michigan, I can just see all of our excitement. We were just having fun pregame, just talking. Lo- yeah, like you said, loose. We were just uh, excited, and we were um, just looking forward to playing somebody else and just kind of. Unleashing on other people, yeah. As, yeah. as unless on our own players, <laughs> nice. but uh, right. it was uh, it was nice to see you know how loose we got and you know and how much we just kind of just kind of uh, hung out during the game mm-hmm. and just talked and it was uh, that's the worst like this part of the fall the pitchers like. Dev knows ev- what every single one of my pitches look like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's nice to throw to a batter that doesn't know what you're throwing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. right. Or a batter who knows, hey, this guy's working on his change-up, <laughs> uh-huh. so I'm probably going to see a lot of change-ups <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So James hey, don't let, that don't let them fool you. They know how to get me out, too. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. Throw the ball right down the middle, let them fly out the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he put that extra muscle on. <laughs> well, last year's team, if you guys hit a ball in the center field, Jackson Gray was probably going to oh, catch yeah. it. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. doubt. Uh, in terms of this team, you guys, we, we've talked about with Ryan and Austin uh, Austin Cousineau, the new assistant coach, we've talked about the new faces on this team, whether it's freshmen or transfers. What excites you most? We'll start with Mason about this group this year. Um, they look hungry. You know, we're all we, – they work very hard, you know, especially with us pitchers, you know, doing our conditioning, you know, lifting. Like I can just tell that, that this group is just is just very hungry right now. They, they want to get the spring started. And uh, also they, they want to learn as much as they can. And, uh, you know, it goes back to freshmen. You know, they ask all types of questions. And even the transfers, they'll ask all types of questions. And, and they'll come to the older guys, you know, for, for some feedback or, you know, some help on whatever they're, they're working on right now. But uh, – as a whole, you know, I think we're all just trying to learn. And I think that's one of the big keys as a pitching staff, you know, just trying to learn and see what we can get better on as the season and fall goes on. What about some of the, the new guys that you're working with up the middle yeah. or around the horn? Yeah, 100%. Uh, like he said, you know, they work hard, man. Every day this week, them boys have been out here practicing at like 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. So, you know, just getting ground balls and stuff like that. Coach Ammo challenged them and, you know, basically said, like, we need to get better, you know, and they took it upon themselves and – you know, come out here every day and get working. You know that 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 um that definitely that means a lot. You know, um, but yeah, we definitely. I feel like it's kind of we're we're gonna find our identity. You know, uh, last year we, you know, we we had that edge about us, and we feel like we didn't really tap into it until SEC play started, and then now is when we were like, okay, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. let's go. Like we found who we are. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we're definitely we're 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 scratching the surface of what we can actually be this year, and. I think we'll be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about facing Michigan, facing another opponent, trying to get that rush and that excitement. Uh, yeah. Last year during the regional, Indiana's coaching staff basically was telling media, we've, we've got to keep Devin Burks from getting this crowd into the game with his enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. We've we got to keep him shut down. Yeah. And you hit some big home runs. You had some big hits. Uh, the double in the yeah. championship game. That went that viral. Got the, <laughs> <laughs> that got yeah. the inning started. Yeah. It's <laughs> – <laughs> for for all the right reasons, right? Um, 
but your enthusiasm, you got things going last year, you got this crowd amped up. Can you just describe that, I guess, that relationship you have with Big Blue Nation to get them yeah. going with your enthusiasm? Yeah, man, man, I every interview I said we appreciate BBN. You know, it, it helps us it helps us compete to the highest level, you know, with with people behind us, you know, supporting us, screaming for us, you know, it definitely it gives you that that extra oomph that you need, you know what I'm saying, when you're facing somebody really good on the mound, you know, it, it gives you that extra thing to play for. So yeah, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to BBN. Shout out to Gilly for scoring me, too. There you Shout go, out there you go. <laughs> and if I recall, uh, Ryan Walshman hit one to the wall that was the uh-huh. insurance run uh-huh. in that game. Yep. So. I swear to God that ball was going to hit the I thought it was board. gone. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. Just died. Uh, you're, uh, Devin, you're, you're swag. You're always wearing a smile on your face, man. You and I have talked about this a little bit, but where does that come from? Where does yeah. the enthusiasm you have every single day, where does that come from? Yeah, it comes from my mom, you know. You know, we, I didn't have, me and my brother didn't have the best upbringing, you know, and my mom's and, you know, my dad, they definitely raised us to, you know, you know, just go around positive every day. You know, you got something to play, play for, live for, you know, wake up for, like, love on somebody for every day, you know, because we don't know who's going to be there, you know, when we wake up the next day. So that's definitely yeah. got it from Mon Dukes. Mama Burke's always got a smile on her face. Always, oh, we always yeah. hear from her oh, on social media, too. Oh, She's yeah. a friend She's of the, the radio best. network. She loves it. She loves it. She loves all of it. Uh, let me ask you about Mason, because last year during the regional, an opposing coach described his sinker as a 94-mile-an-hour bowling ball coming yeah. at hitters. So what's it like for you to catch that coming at you? Hey, I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it's coming. I know it's coming, baby. <laughs> That's a, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I've never seen a pitcher like him, you know, um, to have that much sink. You know, it's 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 actually a blessing, man. Um, him him, and, uh, you know, Christian Howe, those are the most, mm-hmm. like, yeah. sink I've, I've seen out of really? any arm ever in my whole life. And – Mason Mason just has the edge over child, but it's just like, man, it's just like even when you're in a box, you just have to like try to swing and miss underneath the ball. Like it's just like – and then you'll still hit the top of it. It's just – But man. he's had that for like two years. Yeah. Like he threw that in his freshman year. Uh, too. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, Mason. I mean, strike. every pitcher can throw a fastball and they can sink it, but where did – where did – when did your sinker first develop the way it is as um, we've seen it? See, I started it here as a freshman. It kind of started developing, um, I want to say, honestly, late freshman year in the spring when I started, when I started getting more feel for it. Um, did you change the, a grip or anything? It's, or did it's, it just... uh, I, I mean, I never threw – I always threw a four-seam, you know, growing yeah. up, and uh, it's, a, it's a weird grip. I call it a one-seam. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Roselle, you know, he helped me with that pitch, but uh, – I just uh, I didn't have much feel for it my freshman year's fall, and then I just kept working on it, working on it, working on it, and then by the end of my freshman year, I had a, a lot more feel for it, and I just uh, kept riding with it. Well, we asked uh, Devin about his relationship with BBN and how he gets his crowd going. What's it like in the dugout, though, when this guy does something big? <laughs> <laughs> Us pitchers, like we that. love it. We love yeah. it, especially last year, you know, when he would hit the, the gyrate. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was regional, and yeah. I remember it. Uh, took his hat off, flung it. And he just, you know, did the gyrate, and we we love energy like that. Yeah. You know, it's fun to play with teammates like that. They they make it more fun. Like, it's nice to let loose. It's nice to be able to let loose in games like that. It makes it easier on us. I feel like as pitchers. Can what? you? 
Can you guys reveal who started, who came up with the gyrate celebration? One, one niner. It was Nolan. Yeah, okay. One niner, yeah. yeah was Nolan. I didn't know if you'd be allowed to, to mention who brought <laughs> yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, it was that boy Nolan. <laughs> we have we'll asked Nolan about it one day. We have, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have, have him because, on and talk about because, it. Because, you know, I've heard that all the little leaguers across Lexington. Oh, yeah. no. That's, you guys double, that's their double celebration. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I've, no. heard from, I've heard from multiple people. So that's... That's all, that's pretty funny right there. Hide the children. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny, man. Devin yeah. Burks. Yeah. Burks. Yeah. So going to Mason, how do you work with Dev in between innings? Because I know every pitcher is different. Like mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter if it's regional finals, super regionals, or uh, you know Friday night mm-hmm. fourth inning in the in April. Like how do you like Dev working with you during the game? Do you like him talking a lot more at you, just leaving you silent? What what kind of guy are you? In uh well, me and Dev, we're kind of silent. You know, if, yeah. if we if I, if I have a good inning, he'll tell me what I did right, you know, to mm-hmm. keep attacking that, but you know, all around, um me and Dev just I mean, he just kind of lets me be in the corner by myself and if I need to hear something, he'll let me know. Yeah. There was a couple times <laughs> last year that he let me uh hear a couple things that uh, that I need to hear. Yeah. yeah, during games, which was nice. It's always nice to have a catcher to hold you accountable like that. Well, looking forward to this year. You've got some new faces on the coaching staff. You've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Logan Salo is helping. What's that been like working with him? And there's some other new guys, too, helping you out. Uh, Coach Salo, he's awesome. He's yeah. always working yeah. with us 24-7. Doesn't matter. You know what he's doing. If we have a question, he'll put everything aside and just come talk to us. And uh, it, and he's like he's kind of like younger coach, too, so it's nice to, you know, have a, a younger coach around to just kind of talk to about anything besides baseball. But uh, yeah, Coach said he's been a he's been a really good help so far. Former player too. That's right. One yeah. one a regional in twenty seventeen. Yeah. He knows got a, a little perspective. To definitely bring to knows the table. a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got a couple of minutes left here on the podcast, so let, let's have some fun here. I was posed a question, and I'm going to present it to you guys. Catcher versus pitcher. <laughs> Where do you guys stand on home run celebrations? Mm. Well. As a hit, you could be as a hitter and also as a catcher defending your guy. You can give me two perspectives. Okay, like <laughs> in an inner squad. So, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, inner squad today. You hit a nuke off one of our pitchers. Yeah. Are you losing your mind or are you just rolling around the bases? You talking smack the whole time? What's going on? It depends on, on who is it talk, on. Oh, they're talking smack. It depends on who is it on. Who, who, who is on? It depends on who is on. I remember uh, just the other day, uh, Carson Applegate, you know, he, he came up to me before the game. He was like, yeah, I can't wait to make you, you know, roll over on a two seam. <laughs> he came up to me before the game talking. I was like, okay. okay. So, you know, I faced him. And, you know, we was going back and forth, man, but I love it. You know, it, uh-huh. it gets me going. You know that about me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just gets me going. I love the competitive spirit when people challenge me. Like it just, I don't know. It just brings out the yeah. the like the helps you play better. Yeah, the dog and yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I, I love that. As a catcher though, I'm gonna have my boys back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know if, if hey, I ain't gonna be that catcher. You hit a homer, I ain't gonna be yapping at you. You know, you just hit a homer, do what you got to do. But as long as you don't do nothing to my boys, you you, you know you can do whatever you want. There has to be there had to be an instance in the last two years where somebody hit a home run off of. I was gonna and it was ask the same and, thing and if you stood was, it was played. Florida last year. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're about got a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. gonna bring that up. Part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it happens. A lot yeah, of testosterone yeah. out there on the field. What, what about the pitcher though? <laughs> um, home run celebrations. If I'm talking smack, I don't mind it. You okay. know, uh, I talk a lot Fair's of smack fair. to Devo. Yeah, he does. Um, but I didn't get a face in this. Yeah, this last squad, time we think. faced him, I got a hit up the middle, <laughs> no, baby. No, no, yeah, no, no. come on. He ain't showing me no proof yet. But, uh, <laughs> if I'm giving it to the to the hitter and he hits one off me, you just got to tip my cap to him. If gotcha. they want to talk their smack, then 
I let them do what they need to do. But yeah. uh, if I'm not saying nothing and then they want to try and embarrass me, then that's a different story. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got to be on this year. You know, last year's in the past. Amazing year. Mm-hmm. Great, glad that it happened. From your all's perspective, two wins away from Omaha. That's obviously the goal. We've yeah. we've had conversations before this about that. What do you see that this group needs to do to make two more wins in June happen? Um, be more consistent, yeah. sure. especially right now with uh, with the st- with the pitching staff. We got to be way more consistent than uh-huh. we are right now. We gotta we gotta throw more strikes, get more outs. You know, we're letting up a lot of runs right now, but uh, that happens in the fall. You know, yeah, you're you're, no you're, wor- you're working on stuff. You're you're trying to pr- perfect your craft, but. You know, from what I'm seeing, especially for me too, I got to be more consistent. I've mm-hmm. not been as consistent as I want to be, but to get those two wins, I think, you know, building that consistency and just and just keeping on the grind is what's going to get get us those two wins yeah. when it counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, for hitting side, you know, he talked about the pitch. So I talk about hitting and defense. Um, <clears throat> hitting side, we just have to find out who we are going to be. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of like I said a couple minutes ago about identity. Uh, it's about like how are we going to play one through nine. You know what I'm saying? What are, where's the puzzles? Like, where are we going to come together? You know? Um, how to score off an ace. Exactly. In a super regional. Yeah. How to score, Top 16 yeah, how to score without getting hits. Yeah. And when we do get hits, it's, like, really easy to score. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the hardest thing is to score without getting a hit. Yeah. You know? And I feel like we did that, like, so well last year with Jackson Gray and, like, you know, a lot of guys getting on base force, like PD and stuff involved. No doubt. Right. Um, but I feel like that's, def- that's definitely something we need to – do better is just you know find out what we're gonna look like one through nine you know it's the fall you know we don't really come together we're always competing against each other right. um but that's why exactly like morehead like morehead comes here we get to go one through nine and see where where we lie you know what i'm saying uh for defensive side just find out who's gonna play where mm-hmm. you know what we what like who's gonna fit in where who's gonna be the best defensive and offensive for us you know best balance um but yeah, that's really it. We definitely do look very, very solid. We are, we have a lot of depth again. Um, yeah, it's important. We, yeah. yeah, really important. You know, mm-hmm. we got we got two guys that got to get a little healthier say, before opening day. You got yeah. a couple of key guys that are out yeah. right now uh-huh. for the fall, and right. so you've we got really people don't know playing in their got. place, so that can only help the depth. I imagine mm-hmm. come SEC time, right? Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was kind of hinting at. Is you know we got a couple of guys knocked off right now, but you know that just shows our depth. You know, we still got. And in our squad, 10 guys hitting on each team. And we got like three, four guys hurt right now. So it's like we right. have we have depth. I know? think the depth of the pitching staff, too, is vital. Crucial. And yeah. like every team in the SEC is going to have studs. They're going to yeah. have a couple studs. But it's the difference between, you know, 10th place and 3rd place is having those four or five extra studs yeah. that know their role. And these two are both really important. That Mason being older guy, veteran, been there, you know, bring in a freshman along with him, bringing in a transfer along with him, and Dev being the catcher is like, it, can he make our 10th best pitcher better than, you know, South Carolina's 6th best pitcher? Yeah. And that's the entire difference. Yep, exactly. So how, how do you guys attack developing guys who haven't pitched in the, you know, scenarios that you have um, or haven't pitched in this league before? Uh Just taking baby steps with them. Right. You know, especially, you know, coming here as a freshman, you have never pitched in – in the SEC atmosphere, so it can be a little, a little challenging <laughs> no <laughs> at doubt. first. Um, but, you know, it's just explaining it to them the best you can. Just, you know, letting them know that it's okay to make mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. you're obviously going to make mistakes in the SEC. But, you know, just kind of bringing them along and just, you know, keeping their confidence. Because, you know, with me, I lost a little bit of confidence my freshman year. And it was 
nice to have some older guys, you know, keep telling me to, to believe in myself because I'm here. But so, so, you know, even from a transfer side, it's, it's you got to keep their confidence because they're coming from, you know, D2 or JUCO somewhere. Yeah. But it all depends. Like, it all depends on if you can keep their confidence and just, you know, bringing them up instead of, you know. Right. Yeah. So, you know. basically, it's just um, making them realize that this is a different club. Like, this mm-hmm. is or a different, like, ball place. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is different. You know, uh, I feel like that's the biggest thing is for younger guys and transfer guys on hitting and pitching and on defense. Like, it's just a different beast, you know, in the SEC. The game can speed up real fast for you. You yeah. know, this is the best of the best. You know, we compete against each other. Like, Especially when there's six, 7,000 people. Oh, my gosh, against yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's best of the best. Like, it's just, you know, just making them realize and give, like, this league credit. You know, then I feel like you wouldn't get caught off so like so off Won't guard. Be surprised yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like if you're sitting up there like, oh, this is just baseball. Blah, blah, blah. No, you got it. It's something that you got to prepare a little extra for. You know, mm-hmm. so Devin, we know what kind of leader you are, Mason. This as Darren mentioned, you're one of the veteran guys now. Have you started embracing sort of a a veteran guy leadership role with the staff this year? Uh, trying to. Yeah. You know, I've never, since I've been here, I've really been put in that leadership role. But, sure. uh, you know, taking notes off what Darren, you know, how he was last year, you know, like Sean Harney a couple of years ago. It's just, it was nice, you know, learning how they did things. And I can kind of just build off that, you know, just give the right information to the younger guys and the transfers mm-hmm. and kind of build into that leader role. Yeah. Speaking of those crazy environments, what's your all's uh, favorite place other than KPP and the SEC? Or maybe anywhere. Where Where's your all's biggest environment where you're like, that place was awesome to go to? The box. Yeah. Uh, LSU? LSU. Yeah, either the box or Hoover. I love Hoover. Hoover's we've had a excellent lot, place. We've had yeah. a lot of fun at Hoover. Yes. Cause, yeah, because cause LSU is like, you know, you're competing against them, but Hoover is kind of like all neutral and fans mm-hmm. just wanting to watch baseball. You know, I feel like that's definitely like, it's like very, but loudest, like, this is my theory. Hoover is the, like, most fun. Like baseball environment, yeah. But LSU is like the best. The like it's that like place the was shaking. That place was shaking. Yeah, like insane. like as a competitor, like it just makes you like go. You, you know, like it. it's I love it. And they yeah, talk to you. Time. They would talk to you. They just yeah. talk to you. Yeah, just like how KP, KPP was like in that in that super or in the in the regional. It was like it just made everybody compete a little bit harder. Oh yeah. Like you know, let's talk about old Hoover from two two years ago. I guess that was twenty twenty two. Now, yeah. That week, you know, was insane. <laughs> was, was crazy, especially for my man Devin Burks. What did you, going back to that, what did you, like, what switch flipped in you yeah. where you went nuclear it, for five games? It was kind of what switched for me last year. Yeah. It was just like, like I, I, I worked too hard for this. Right. To sit up here and not do what I know I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And then once I got in the game, it was like, just happened. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, let me go. <laughs> Looking forward. They were throwing beach balls up there. <laughs> it looked like it. It's hitting nukes. It's a good week. Yeah. But I think that experience, and I, I told Coach Minge this a couple times, that experience of winning in the postseason in 22, mm-hmm. you know, even though we feel, you know, short in the regular season and in the tournament of the NCAA tournament yeah. experience, it set us up for last year. 100%. Um, made everybody hungry. Yeah. So the guys returning – last year that were on that team in 22 really knew what it felt like to win in the postseason yeah. knew what it they knew the concentration the focus that it took 
to win big games in front of big crowds. Um, and we we built off that and made a run last year. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you two can attest to that, but that's how I felt. No, that's Absolutely. facts. Uh, we definitely like like he said in Hoover. It was like it was like all right, we could actually do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we just turned it on too late, and we came back. It was like all right, like we not we going all the way. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the only option. We're going all the way, you know. From game two. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Game one didn't count last year. Game yeah. two. <laughs> it didn't count. <laughs> game the season long. started one day late, right? Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to end with the hardest question of this podcast, so you guys get ready. Um, we saw you out there throwing the football around a little bit earlier on the field. So, <laughs> on this team, who would be quarterback one? Who's Me. QB one? No, Me. bro. Me. No. I have a good spiral. <laughs> A good, a good spiral. Yeah. No, you got to be yeah. accurate with that. Well, that would be see, me. I, see, it would be me. I, don't think, I used to play football, so I think I got that experience on. Oh that my god! But <laughs> nah. did you really? I used to play football. What, yeah. what position? What position? Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, no. Hags is a really Hags, good. Hags, okay. Hags, Hags can sling it. Coach yeah. Roselle's got a good. He throws a good. Yeah, football. I've yeah. seen it. Who's yeah. too? Yeah, who's too? Okay. Who's who, who's going to be the best at running the vertical route? Uh, just, just throw it up to him as far as you can go. Me. Okay. No. <laughs> He's the quarterback slow. and the vertical. I, <laughs> Jackson Novi. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Drew Lafferty. <laughs> Drew Lafferty. Oh, okay. Speaking of high school, Mason Moore did uh, – how many points did you score in high school basketball? Like 2,700. There you go. <laughs> Something slight. Something slight. I'd still hoop on and Travis it. Travis Yeah, Everybody thinks they can beat me. I guess I got to play them all. They oh, can go yeah, to the right. beat <laughs> Don't tempt me. Well, boys, I think we've got to the final out of this mm-hmm. one. It, this was a great show, man. We had a lot of no fun. Doubt. Thank you guys for coming on with Appreciate us. Appreciate you, fellas. Thank you for having us. Yes, That's sir. Devin Burks, Mason Moore. Darren Williams, I'm Darren Hedrick, and that was Behind Kentucky Baseball, presented by Assured Partners, proud to offer Frankenmuth Insurance. Frankly speaking, when you need us, we'll be here. Call us at 859-543-1716 today. We'll be back with another episode, and we'll see you down the road. Here we go, Behind Kentucky Baseball in three, two, one. Welcome to Let's do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Put that in! Put that in! (laughs) Count it! We're doing that. Put it in. Hey, that's the first time I ever seen him mess up.